It's Tuesday, April 6th. I'm Rudy. New York is the latest state to decriminalize marijuana, but all 50 states still allow for self-righteous douchebags to get high on life. Let's take a long walk to Cleveland. What's happening, everybody? I am Rudy Povich. This is a long walk to Cleveland. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. About to start going live on Instagram every single day, huh? That's at Rudy underscore Povich. Today on the show, I'll take who fucking sucks at hosting Jeopardy for a thousand, Alex. But first, here we are now. Entertain us. I knew it was just going to be a matter of time. The bots are taking over. Terminator 2 got it right, man. We got to send Schwarzenegger back in time to start taking out some of these guys. Jesus Christ. The thing about electronic music is you could hear it a mile away. It had an electronic vibe. You could tell the sounds that were being pumped into like some of these EDM songs and the dance club hits. You could not make with just a straight up drum kit. Another may have been a synthesizer or a guitar that could possibly replicate some of those sounds, but electronic music, something that is just made strictly in a computer, it had its own vibe, and we are starting to blur that line so much. This just happened the other day, and I know they've done stuff like this in the past before, but this this really takes it to a new level. Yesterday was the 27th anniversary of Kurt Cobain's death. It also happened to be the 27th anniversary of me getting my first underage drinking ticket. I was out at the Iron Gate Mall in Hibby and ran into a couple of friends of mine who told me about Kurt Cobain taking his own life in Seattle. And they were super distraught. And because I was a 13-year-old kid and not secure in myself, I also had to be very distraught. Even though I didn't know a ton about Nirvana, I was like, yeah, oh man, that's awful, huh? So we went to some shithole apartment not too far from there. I drank my first 40 ounce, passed out, got woken up by the cops, got picked up by my mom. I just told this story the other day to her. We were laughing about it where um, she walked into the uh, police station in Hibbing, and I looked at the cop and said, please do not make me go home with her. Whatever you do. I know today may make the local news, but I am telling you right now, whatever she does to me is going to make national. You're going to have blood on your hands, sir, if you send me with that lady. She is rip shit pissed. Had to leave work at like 2 in the morning to come get my stupid ass. It's like 13. Just an idiot. But anyway, getting back to uh, the Nirvana. Um, somebody had pumped in 30 tracks into, I guess I don't even know what you want to call it, an artificial intelligence machine. Obviously, it's AI, but... See, I got a ton of software. Between, like, all the Adobe stuff and stuff I use for, you know, filmmaking and for video work, between all of those things, I don't have no idea how you'd even be able to do this. But nonetheless, now the quality of the song, not great, but these guys definitely knocked it out of the park when it came to, um, uh, you know artificially putting this song together. It's called Drowned in the Sun. Here, you guys check it out.
wouldn't be the best Nirvana song that has ever been put out, but for only 30 songs of having a sample and then being able to pump it out on its own, I think it did a pretty decent job. Uh, the, uh, the actual voice that you are hearing is not computer-generated. It's a guy by the name of Eric Hogan. He is the lead singer of the ultimate, which was put in quotes, ultimate Nirvana tribute band called Nevermind. Which if you're gonna have an if you're gonna have a tribute band, have a cute name that goes along with it. I always hate it when there's tribute bands that name their, themselves after a song. Like if you're gonna be Nirvana, be Nirvana ain't. Like wouldn't that be much better? There's a couple of Pearl Jam uh, tribute acts that are out there, and they always take a name of the song. They always call themselves Alive, the Ultimate. Uh, Pearl Jam tribute. Be something clever. You know? Pearl Jammed. J-A-M-M-E-D. I don't know. There's got to be something else that you can use that would say what you are, but also tell you that there's a different version of that band. But anyway, the guy does a pretty good job. You know? But this is where... You know, for the longest time, Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters, speaking of Nirvana, was complaining about how all these kids are starting to move towards electronic music and how we're getting out of rock. Well, now the sad part is there's a lot of kids that are just programming computers to be able to make the rock music. I know it's cool to be able to have all this shit, but aren't we going to miss concerts? We're kind of already there. You see a lot of like the Steve Aoki's and the DJs of the world who basically get up on stage with a couple of speakers and a laptop and they're selling out 5,000 seat venues to a bunch of kids who are tripping Molly and got a bunch of glow sticks in their mouth. Man, we're really starting to like get away from that stuff. There was something quaint about the fact that even like, you know, the shitty punk rock that happened back in like the eighties, there was something quaint about going to, you know, the VFW on a Friday night and those kids rented out the, the back hall of one of those places. You know? I don't know. We're starting to get away from that. And this definitely takes it to a whole new level. Uh, it's kind, it's a part of a, which I think is kind of cool. I wish they would have done it with artists that loved these uh, musicians. You know, it's called um, uh, The Tape of 27. I had it written down somewhere. I can't find it now. The Lost Tapes of 27. And where this song is coming from, that basically they did a bunch of artificially intelligent generated songs of all the musicians who died at 27. Janis Joplin, Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix. I don't know. Just find guys that used to be in the band or that loved that band growing up and let them guys cover it, huh? All right. Anyway, moving on. I was absolutely appalled at how bad... Aaron Rodgers is at hosting Jeopardy. Listen to this. Category for final today is daytime TV personalities. Accepting a Lifetime Achievement Emmy, he said, just take 10 seconds to think of the people who have helped you become who you are. Over to our two-day champion on the end, Scott. Did you come up with the correct response? Who wanted to kick that field goal? <laughs> that is a great question. Should be. Should be. <laughs> Should be correct, but uh, unfortunately for this uh, this game today, that's incorrect, and you're going to lose zero. Thank you for that. And- it's a good thing that guy can throw a goddamn football, is it not? Man, I, I feel bad that I'm shitting all over my quarterback, but man. 
it does kind of fly in the face of my thing about like, hey, even if you're not good at it, go out and do it anyways, because the reps that you get from doing this will help you in other fields, you know? It might not be the thing that he wants to do after getting out of the NFL, hosting Jeopardy, but I imagine that they're going to want him to go out and do stuff on television. They're going to have to put him in, uh, you know, in front of a camera every once in a while. I'm sure he's going to want to have a, an income that could be something sports related, where he doesn't have to go out and still be, you know, um, signing eight by tens at a goddamn used car lot. I imagine that he's going to want that, right? But this is like, could somebody just pull him aside, especially like that producer guy from Jeopardy who's been hosting it for the last couple of months, pull him aside and go, dude, you got to, you got to bring it up a little bit. This is, it's too, we can barely pick you up on the microphone, dude. And we got that thing jammed up in your Adam's apple. Could you just add a little flavor? You know, go back and watch some of those, those uh, games after you get, just got done throwing a 70 yard Hail Mary to win, win the, you know, NFC championship. Maybe bring a little bit of that, you know? It'd be nice. We don't want you to go full on, you know, over the top doing cartwheels in the goddamn studio. But how about just kind of like bringing it up a little bit? Great moment of being trolled, though. It is kind of nice that we're starting to see. I, I always hated it for the longest time. I didn't like that Vince Neal from Motley Crue was on VH1 getting a tummy tuck. There was I, I didn't like it. I you We put our celebrities up on pedestals. That's where they should be. I don't want to see their inner workings, but there's times where now, like, this was always the domain of the B-list celebrity. You know, Tom Hanks was never going to go out. Actually, Alec Baldwin was never going to host Celebrity Match Game 10 years ago. But all that work, man, like all these guys that are A-listers, Jennifer Aniston's doing all this stuff. It's like, could you just let it for the season B-listers, man? I mean, we are like nine seasons away from Tom Hanks doing Dancing with the Stars. Leave that stuff for the the has-beens. For some of the guys who are on their way up. So maybe even for a couple of the never-wases. I don't like the fact that there's people out there that are A-list quality material who are doing reality shows and hosting Jeopardy. Knock that shit off, man. Get out of there. I complain about it a lot with some of the uh, sports broadcasters that are here in Minnesota. These fucking guys have been doing it since 1954. We haven't found anybody in the last 10 years that's got a little bit more spring in their step who has equal amount of knowledge for the game. Maybe stop telling stories about guys that we've never heard of. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Like I said, it does fly in the face of me always saying, go out and do the shit that you don't necessarily are into because it will help you in other avenues. But man, Aaron Rodgers, you got to step it up, dude. You really do. I do know him to be a a very healthy guy over the last uh, two years, which I went down to my local GNC the other day. I don't know if this is like the biggest twist of irony ever. I have a GNC, General Nutrition Center. It's where you get all your supplements from. It is buddied up, no shit, to walk into the front door of the GNC, you have to walk through the drive through of a Burger King. I should really get some photos of this and post it, man. I was walking through the parking lot, and just some jalopy-ass POS car comes flying through there to hop in line to get a Whopper, and I'm like, dude, bring her down, guy. It's 2.30 in the afternoon. Like, I've, I'm pretty sure the shitty fries are going to be there for you, my guy. But it is ironic that there's all these dudes that are walking into the place, getting jacked up on whey protein, 
Well, no joke, next door, it is literally in the same building next door. You walk through the drive-thru to get to the front door of GNC. (laughs) Oh, man. It is ironic. But uh, I I was in there the other day, and, and you guys may have heard about this. This was kind of a, I don't know, especially if you were in the realm of like any sort of fitness or even the NFL, because the NFL has a stranglehold on so many things. And if you want to get on board with what they're doing, you definitely got to play by their rules. They have a banned substance called DHEA, which I had started taking probably about six months before it got banned inside of the NFL. And here's the thing about DHEA. It's, it kind of gets a, a bad rap from because of the NFL. And what it does is it's not like a, it's great for guys who are over 40. It's great for guys that are, you know, over the age of 40 because testosterone levels in our body start to diminish. And there was an old SNL skit that, uh, oh God, I sound like my mom now. There's an old SNL sketch that was with Seth Meyers who started taking a bunch of testosterone when he was in his fifties and he shaved his head and he had a goatee and he was like coming into the office and he was like body slamming the, you know, guys that were in corporate and HR. It was a funny bit. And then he got off the testosterone and went back to living life. But the thing about DHEA is it's not testosterone. It basically, you put it in your body and your body produces either testosterone or estrogen. And DHEA tells your body, you need to pro- you need to produce testosterone. You can go one of two ways, and it just sort of nudges your body to go down that route. It doesn't add a bunch to it. It just tells it because eventually, as guys are getting older, our body starts to produce estrogen, and it needs to move in the other direction. You know, it helps out with just like muscle fatigue. It helps out with sleep. Helps out with brain function. I'm a huge fan of it. Well, some people I don't know who it was uh, decided that. Guys were getting an edge in the NFL by taking this stuff. It it wasn't human growth. It wasn't a testosterone booster. It wasn't any of those things. It was just basically telling your body, hey, it's it's a guide map for your what your to tell your body what to do. And somebody in the NFL said, no dice. So GNC wanted to partner up and do some advertising with them. And they said, Great, you guys pull DHEA off your shelf and we'll do it. So they pulled it. It was almost impossible to find it, at least like the good stuff. You could go on to Amazon and buy some, but it's garbage. Get the stuff that's like pure cut, straight up, unstepped on Colombian shale, man. You got to go to GNC. I guarantee, and it's not an endorsement. I'm just saying, like, this is the best stuff around. And for the longest time, it, you couldn't find it. So basically, there was a new contract that was done with GNC when their new owners came in. And I like that sometimes these people are pushing back a little bit. Because I walked into GNC the other day to go get some fish oil, which is also amazing for your brain. Get on board with that. And uh, I saw a bottle of DHEA sitting there. I hadn't taken it in like two years. And I'm telling you, man, even like in the first couple of pills, you can tell a difference. You can feel it. You wake up better. You know, your brain isn't in such a fog. Like, I feel great just that first couple of days off of it. DHEA, look it up. It's tough to find. Uh, and if you get the stuff that is, you know, not GNC, I, I'm sure there's probably a company out there that makes a better product. That they probably have a better version elsewhere. I'm just saying I haven't been able to find it. But you should. 
I also want to say uh, thank you to uh, my brother Scott, who was concerned about my health just because I was not only sick with COVID before and for two months and then got the vaccine and then got sick from the vaccine. He was kind of worried about my uh, my health and just said, hey, man, you might want to start taking some zinc, which I've heard great things about it. I've always just sort of shied away from it. I don't know why, but I uh, bought a bottle of it uh, just yesterday and um, looking forward to hammer time and that stuff, man. Like, it's nice when you got guys that are tried and true and they've already gone out and done it, you know. They got a little bit of experience under their belt and they go, dude, this is what you should be doing. It's nice when you can have that, you know. There's so much information about there out there with like dieting and supplements and what you're supposed to do with health. But if somebody's gone out and done it and they can attest to it, that's the, you know, that's the best ringing endorsement you can get. You know, word of mouth, man. That's where it's at. That's what you should do with this podcast. Share it every once in a while, would you? Thank you to everybody. Just saw that the new downloads, all these numbers are going up. Thank you very much. This is a long walk to Cleveland. All you got to do is subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. We're going to start going live on Instagram here very soon, at Rudy underscore Povich. Once again, thank you so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.